Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. We do know that a government gets its money from the different tax systems that it introduces in a nation. We do know that the Australian government is one of the highest taxing governments because of the so many responsibilities it has to take care of its citizens. That's why Australia is kind of double-edged sword. On the one side, you've got high taxes. On the other side, you've got so many benefits that people are able to access from the government. Not only the underprivileged, but almost the whole structure, their benefits at different levels depending on your income. Is that making sense? Yeah. Why? Because the government has got an obligation to supply, to provide services with citizens. And for it to get the finances, it must tax the citizens. That's why I said, can't remember when it was, that the government is very clever. Caesar is very clever. Caesar does not allow you to get your full salary first and then you decide to pay back your tax. Caesar takes his money at source. Where you get paid, that's where Caesar gets his tax. Before you even see your check, you have already removed his. And Jesus didn't fight it. He said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. And then he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He said what? Give to God what belongs to God. So in other words, there are two portions which must be given away. The Caesar portion and the God portion. We are very faithful. Almost every employee is 200% faithful giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But most employees who are working are not in streams international, uh, in other churches. <laughs> Are probably 80% faithful when it comes to giving to God. They do not complain about the Caesar portion. But they do complain about the God portion. Amen. All of a sudden they say, I have got little money. I can't give to God. And yet, the same person has given to Caesar. Gotcha. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes. The same person has given to Caesar. He didn't fight. He didn't try to trick Caesar. He faithfully gives every fortnight a portion of the income in tax. But when it comes to God, there's a battle. Should I? Should I not? Oh no, it's not enough. So they begin to change the mathematics of how much they should give. But that's, you know, problematic. Because Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to and to God what belongs. What belongs to God. Not what God is begging you, but what belongs to Caesar is not begging you. Caesar knows what belongs to him. So he gets it. 39%, 14%, whatever percentages he gets, boom. In the same token, give to God what belongs to God. Now, there was a question about the tithing. Is tithing for the New Testament believer? And I think I proved beyond any reasonable doubt that tithing belongs to to the Abrahamic covenant beneficiary. Amen. And you as a New Testament child of God, you are the seed of Abraham oh, yes. in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if your father Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek in Genesis chapter 14, then it follows that it is true that you as a child of God, 
you ought to tithe. But I didn't go too deep there. Because now when we come to the realities of the New Testament believer, you live beyond a tithe. What does that mean, living beyond a tithe? You and everything that belongs to you belong to God. Uh-huh. I'm talking about you and everything that belongs to who? You belongs to God. So you live beyond the tithe era. You are a New Testament believer. You are an heir of the kingdom. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? You are an heir of the kingdom. You are a joint heir with the Christ. So really there's nothing that belongs to you. You own nothing because you are a joint heir with who? With the Christ. You see now what I'm saying? I didn't go that deep. I left it alone. Let's, let's stop about that with tithe. One day I will go deeper than that. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Now, why does Caesar tax you? Because he needs to provide services for the citizens. He needs to pay for the salaries of the government employees. Is that correct? Yep. Caesar has to take money from you to pay the employees. And that's why sometimes after you have eaten your chicken and your rice, you say, hey, you, Scott Morrison, I pay your tax, I pay your salary. Me, I'm the taxpayer. <laughs> that's why you can hold the government accountable on its financial decisions because you pay tax. Is that correct? Amen. Yeah. So the government ought to have finances to run the services, provide the services, but also on top of that to pay for the government employees. The same way when we look at the kingdom of God, when Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God, he wasn't talking about prayer. Amen. Hmm. Following, My God. I don't know whether you are following this thing. Mm? <laughs> My God. <laughs> How deep do you want me to go? I should go deep. Level seven. Oh, yes. You are going to survive that level. Oh, yes. As long as I don't find cars parked outside the church. <laughs> After the message, the prophet, here, here are our cars. We just want to give them. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we together so far? Praise the name of Jesus. You see, there are important things that children of God need to understand when it comes to kingdom financing. Very, 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 very important. That in the same in the same vein, by which Caesar, as a kingdom, Caesar as a what? A kingdom has to have sources of income to finance the services. God's kingdom, God's kingdom also has to have system of sources of what? Finances in order to support what that kingdom is doing. Are we together so far? So, so it is therefore important to understand that you as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, The way you are a citizen of this Caesar nation. Amen. And as a citizen, they tax you. If you are not a citizen, when you are living in Australia, you can claim your taxes. Yeah, if you are not a citizen. When you are flying out at the airport, 
You go there and say, hey, me, I'm not a citizen, but you taxed me. I need my money back. They will give you every dollar they took from you in taxes. You take it out with you. If you're not a citizen. But me as a citizen, I will not go there and say, hey, I need every dollar. <laughs> they, they, they will laugh at me. They will, not, they will not give me anything. So, in the kingdom of heaven, you as a citizen of that kingdom, there is an obligation. I'm talking about obligation. For you to give to God what belongs to God. So in other words, if there's something that belongs to God, then there has to be some prescription that you have been told about what belongs to him. Are we together so far? Amen. So there has to be some what? Someone say prescription. Prescription. Of what God, you know, says you need to give to him. Are we together so far? Amen. So today, I just want to share a little bit because of time. Someone said because of time. Because of time. I was saying, but prophet, the time is not yet gone. It's already gone. First Corinthians chapter nine verses one to fourteen. We'll read long passages today. That will save me from explaining too much. First Corinthians chapter nine verses one to fourteen. So you'll be reading. If I need to comment anything, I will, or I'll allow it just read through, and then I can pick up a few comments from there. Are we ready? All right. One, two, three, go. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my, are not ye my works in the Lord? If I be not an apostle and brother, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Mine answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord, and Cephas? Or I only and Barnabas, have not we power to go bear working? Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk thereof? Say I these things as a man that saith not the law to say no. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? He it altogether for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plough in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple, and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. I don't know whether you saw that one. Let me begin from the bottom. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should what? Live. Someone say live. Live. Should live of the what? Of the gospel. Someone who is an accountant must live of the accounting field. Someone who is in IT must live of the what? IT field. Someone who is a doctor 
must live by the knowledge of medicine that he has. So if a doctor is charging for you to see him, consultation, he is not sinning. It is an ordination of God. Amen. If on Sunday I start charging for entry into this building on the door, $50 each, I will not be sinning. Amen. Amen. Because God has ordained that the preacher of the gospel must live off the gospel. There is a naive understanding of many people. The gospel is for free. We should not be charging. Jesus, for free. Free, 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 free. I proved to you that Jesus used to take offerings in his meetings. Amen. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. And on top of that, yesterday, the people who are here, I showed them that God could not trust the body of Christ to Peter. Amen. He couldn't even entrust it to John. He entrusted it to two rich people. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Amen. These were rich two guys. God will not entrust his body to broke people. We are the body of Christ. Amen. The church is the body of Christ. God will not entrust his body to broke people. He is going to entrust it to those with finances. Amen. I proved the other day about our young man Barnabas. He had landed property. He sold the property, brought to the work of God, and they nicknamed him the son of consolation. Amen. But Barnabas, Bar, B-A-R, Nabas, Nabas is Nabi, or Naba, prophet. The young man was very prophetic. He was the son of a prophet. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. So, so, the preacher of the gospel must be able to charge people to come to listen to him. The quality of your gospel, the higher the charge. If your gospel is poor, charge $2. If your gospel is prophetic revelation, it's a law of supply and demand. Amen. There's, there's a gentleman. There's a gentleman I was trying to talk to him. I sent him a message. He never responded. I sent him another message. never responded. So I went get lost. Anyway, forget it. <laughs> but then... I found him somewhere in a different program, so I paid $1,000 to be on that program. Okay? How much? $1,000 to be on the program. The program runs for four weeks. So I paid $1,000. And then part of the program, he says, if you want to be involved um, in something else, you need to pay $7,000. So I paid $7,000. And then as we're coming to the end, he said, there's something else bigger than all this. You need to pay $20,000 to be part of that program. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, for you to enter that $20,000 program, he needs to interview you. But for him to call you for 20 minutes, you need to pay $500. Just to interview you, you pay him $500. So I was laughing. I said, God, you are, you are very smart. So you said, by a man's trade, they should live of that. All of you, you live by your trades. Amen. This is my trade as well. Amen. So don't condemn me. If you are not giving free services, why should I give mine free? 
So you want me to give you free services? I should go and work at McDonald's to buy food for my children. No. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. say power. Power. <laughs> yes, the Bible has told you. It's here. Probably you didn't see it. Let me show you where it is. Let me show you where it is. Are you here? We are are here. you here? Oh, yes. Okay, verse number. Look at verse number what? Seven. Look at verse number seven. Let's see together. One, two, three, go. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges. The Australian soldiers. Have you ever seen them going to fight in Afghanistan? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. And then they have to look for a job delivering pizza in, Af in Afghanistan. So they can find money for accommodation as they are fighting in Afghanistan. Who goes to warfare at his own charge? Who goes to fight in a battle and he has to pay for himself? Have you ever seen them hitchhiking, the soldiers? We are going to the front line and there's a battle. Can you give us a lift? Oh, no. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Who goes a warfare any time at his own charge? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk and butter and honey? That you're not even hearing me. Oh yes. Huh? Amen. Say I look at verse number eight. Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also. What does the law say? For it is written in the law of Moses. What is written? One, two, three, go. Thou, Thou shalt not muzzle the, the mouth of the ox that treadeth, that treadeth out the, the corn. Lucy, it was in the law of Moses. If you take cattle to the harvest field, okay, they have used corn there as a general word. But wheat, they used to put it on the ground. And then they, they used to have oxen tramp on it. Are we together? Oh, yes. Now, that oxen that was working there at the threshing field, you didn't put a muzzle on its mouth. Amen. Are you getting it? Oh, yes. You allowed it as it's stepping to separate the wheat from the chaff to be eating some of the food. Amen. As it is working. You do not muzzle an ox if it is doing that. That is so bad. Imagine it knows this is the food I'm stepping on. But I'm not allowed to eat it. It's only this one to eat this food. Yeah. Amen. God says, no, that's cruel. That's bad, bad manners. Allow the oxen as it is trading also to what? Eat some. Allow it to eat. Don't muzzle it. Now, Apostle Paul is asking me a question. What is the question? What is the question? Give me the verse. Give me the verse 9 again. So you think God cares about oxen more than his servants? That's the question there. Doth God take care for oxen? Amen. <laughs> verse number 10. Look at verse number 10. What does it say? Or saith he it all together for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt. Yeah. This is written. That he that ploweth should plow in what? Hope. And he that threshes, you see now, in hope should be what? Partaker of his hope. So when I'm looking at you, you are God's field. You are God's garden. Are you hearing me? And me and God, we are cultivating you. Oh, yes. Me and God, we are working in you. Because there's some greatness hidden in you. The way when you look at a field, uh -huh, when it's empty, you may not see that there is riches in that field. But you need to put in an effort. 
you need to work in that field. Yes. You need to cultivate the ground. You need to break the furrow ground. And then you sow your seed. You need to water the seed. And then you make sure that the weeds have been removed. Take care of the plants until the plants grow. They produce in abundance. Are you hearing me? That's why when people come to Streams International, I know what I am doing. I know what is inside you, that there's greatness. God has hidden it inside of you. I have to cultivate you. I have to work in you. I have to remove other weeds. And you are growing. You are growing because one day you shall be productive. Am I talking to somebody right here? Say yes. Oh, yes. Mm. Mm. Someone say, mm. Mm. So if a church does not have money, if a church does not have money, there are two problems. Problem number one, the preacher man doesn't know what he's doing. Problem number two, the people haven't been taught. Amen. Are you hearing me? It's like a farmer who is broke. But he has got land. What is the problem? He doesn't know what he's doing. Or on the other side, he doesn't know what kind of crops he needs to be planting and take care of them so that they can grow. Amen. You wanted the teaching, didn't you? Oh, yes. I told you I don't teach these things. Because if I teach, you are going to empty all your bank accounts. I'm just joking. No, diva, Baba. <laughs> this is we I don't talk about this stuff. I, I, I know the scripture. I know it very well. You see, God is saying, as a preacher, you need to preach in hope. Are you hearing me? Yeah, what kind of hope? The hope is that as I'm working on you, as God prospers you, you're going to prosper the church. Are you hearing me? You're going to bring your resources to the church. Oh, yes. You're going to empower the church. We are, we are not starting from the zero and then making you poorer, poorer, poorer. No, that's what you find in that church and the other church. They are not cultivating, but they are busy trying to suck from you. We don't do that kind of nonsense in Streams International. We empower you financially first. You rise up first. Now because God is blessing you, you begin to bless his work. Am I talking to somebody right here? Say yes. Yes. That's what the Bible is talking about here. So I look at people, they come broke, they have nothing. Me, I see them with the eyes of the spirit. I see them, mama, 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 no, 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 no. This person has got gold. It's a gold mine inside of them. We need to help them dig out the gold inside of them. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. We need to change the way they think. We need to change the way they process information. We need to change their perspective. We need to remove the weeds. Are you hearing me? We need to cast out demons. Am I talking to somebody right here? Say yes. Yes. Ah. Power. Kaze keteria I receive. Say I am going higher. I am going higher. <laughs> hey! Hey! Say neighbor! Neighbor! Hey! Hey! I don't know whether you are here. We are here, Papa. Are you sure? Oh, yes. You need to understand the ministry of Jesus. Understand the ministry of Jesus. <laughs> Make no mistake, Jesus was a businessman. Shrewd businessman. Astute, clever, businessman. He looked at Mary Magdalene, counted the demons. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jesus. Seven demons. Looked a little bit deeper, discovered the woman was not dead. Amen. <laughs> it's in your Bible. I'm not making it up. <laughs> you want me to show you? Are you sure? All right. Let's go to Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. It's in your Bible. 
After that, we are done. <laughs> Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. kingdom financing. Kingdom financing. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain woman which had been <laughs> media team and certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Okay, let's go back. Let's use the TPT. The Passion Translation. Because I know some of you have missed something there. I talked about a woman by the name of who? Mary Magdalene. How many demons? Seven demons. Okay. Now, where is she now? Let's read again from verse 1. Okay. One, two, three, go. Soon afterward, Jesus began a ministry tour throughout the country, visiting cities and villages to announce the wonderful news of God's kingdom realm. His 12 disciples traveled with him. So here we're talking about he began a tour. The way this year we're going to have a lot of places we need to go. Amen. Is that correct? Amen. So we are going to Toowoomba on the 11th, 12th, and 13th of February. We hit Toowoomba. And then after that, what's the next one? We hit Adelaide. We hit Adelaide in what? April. After that, we hit, is it Townsville? After that, we hit Brisbane. After that, we hit PNG. After that, we hit Indonesia. After that, we hit Fiji. After that, we hit Vanuatu. After that, Tonga. Tonga will send my son. He will let the groundwork before I come to level it up. Amen. That, that last island, we have to level it up. So Jesus was in the tour. But you know how many of you know that tours take a lot of what? Money. You need to be thinking, why did they say this year? Where? Why? He's on a tour. And then immediately they tell the entourage. Who were the entourage? The twelve were with him. And then when we go to the next verse, what does it say? Look at the next verse. Uh-huh. So they've told you the twelve, and then plus, and also a number of women. A number of what? Women. Now, these women have got some characteristics. They have got a story. Amen. All of us are just excited. They are walking around with Jesus. They are on the Jesus tour. Imagine how important they looked being on the Jesus tour. But the Bible is showing that, hey, these people don't just look at the glory. Yes. There's a story behind the glory. Amen. What is the story? These women, these women, these women had been healed of many, someone say many. Many. Many what? Illnesses. So an illness does not disqualify you from being on the Jesus party. Your past condition, where you are coming from, that is stuff there does not disqualify you from being used mightily by Jehovah God. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? Because some of us, we develop an inferiority complex. We become one with our problem. 
But listen to me. When you come to Streams International, you're going to be delivered. Oh, yes. You're going to be set free. And you will not be talking about that story. Why? We know the reason why there was a story behind your glory. Oh, yes. Can I go and level deeper? The devil does not bother with people who are going nowhere. Amen. He bothers with people who are going somewhere. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? If you are like a balloon, which is ready to take off, he needs to tie you to rocks to keep you on the ground. Amen. You are not hearing me. Oh, yes. If you are like a balloon that he needs to keep underwater, he must use rocks to keep you underwater. And those rocks are called demons. Am I talking somewhere right here? Oh, yes. They are bound to you to keep you down. But when you come to Streams International, we're going to break the rope. Oh, we're yes. going to break the bondages. Oh, yes. We're going to release you and set you free. Say yes. Yes. So for, uh, can I go a level deeper? Go deeper, Papa. So for me, when you come to me, prophet, let me talk to you. I've got this problem. I've got this. When I'm hearing the number of problems mounting, mounting, I know, I know, I know there's something about this person. There's something about this person. Why is the devil so busy with this person? What scares the devil? Why does he need to keep this person with so many demons? Seven demons. Why? 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 Say why? Why? <laughs> the many the problems around you, the bigger the indicator. Oh, yes. Of who you are in the spirit. Amen. Say, I received that one, my prophet. I received that one, my prophet. Say, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. That's me, that's me, that's me. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Let's talk about Mary Magdalene and her bodies. Women who have been healed of many what? Illnesses. Uh-huh. Let's read the verse again. Many illnesses. Uh-huh. Under his what? Under his what? Ministry. I want you people to be noticing the way the Bible is putting across their thoughts here. They had been healed not under God's ministry. Amen. But under Jesus' ministry. Oh, yes. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Because there is there's some naivety among Christians. They think because there is, they mention the name God, things will work out. It doesn't. That's why you find so many people, they come here, receive their miracles, and they what? Disappear. They go and begin to share testimonies there. God healed me. Hallelujah. God healed me. Hallelujah. Which God are you talking about? Was there no God in 2020? Was there no God in, in 2015? Was there no God in 2010? Why didn't you get healed then? Why should this God wait for you until you meet me for you to receive your miracle? Amen. Your breath? Where was he? Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Ah! These people had been healed under the ministry of Jesus. Oh, yes. Amen. Power. <laughs> Someone said, oh, God has told me that I don't need a prophet. He can talk to me by myself. I said, yes, you don't need a prophet. Because your prophet is so little. Amen. Listen. Listen. The greater you are, the greater the man of God God will put upon your life. I receive. Some of you were born in Australia. You don't know what I'm talking about. Back home, there are some corner, you know, in that little corner shops. Those little corner shops. They don't need a CCTV. They are too little. But the big shops, mm. 
you need CCTV 24-7 monitoring because there's too much in that shop. You can't employ security 24-7 for that small little shop. No. But for the big shops. You need security what? 24-7. And that is you. I receive. God has given you a personal prophet to be monitoring what is happening in your life. I receive. When I, when I see a demon trying to do like this, I'm like, ah, 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 not here, not here, not oh, here, not yes. here. Get out and get lost. I receive. Are you hearing me, somebody? Say yes. Yes. Wait, let's finish. Mary Magdalene. <laughs> let's read the scripture. <laughs> Look. Under his who? His ministry. And he set what? Free. From what? Demonic power. Set free. From what? Demonic power. You need to understand the way the devil works. Can I show you how the devil works? Go deeper, Papa. There are different levels of how the devil works. You may be there and demons are here. Are you hearing me? They will influence you. It's called demonic influence. It's not possession. It's a demonic what? Influence. And then there's another level where they begin to push you down. It's called oppression. Demonic what? Oppression. They're oppressing you. They're not in you. Are you hearing me? Amen. So if we say, come out, there'll be nothing to come out. Amen. Now if they start trying to poke your belly to push things out, you just bring out your guts. No demon. Are you hearing me? And then there's another dimension. So I've talked about influence. I've talked about oppression. And then there's another dimension now. Where these demons, they attack. They are not only oppressing, but they begin to what? To attack you. It's called demonic attack. They literally attack you. Are you hearing me? And then there's another dimension now. Where these demons now, they control you. This is called a demonic what? Control. And then there's another dimension now. Where now they have entered into you. Now they have possessed you. It's called demon possession. Now, when the devil sees people according to their giftings, according to their graces, according to their power of influence, the more the person is powerful in their influence, the more the devil will allocate more resources of demonic forces to take over that person. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So when you hear that Jesus removed demons from people, it's not influence. It's not just oppression. It's not just attack. It's a dimension the demons entered the person. It was they possessed the person. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. And what makes the devil to decide? This one, let me just oppress, attack, influence, whatever, but this one, let me possess. Is because of the brightness of their mission in life. The more brighter your mission in life is, the more the devil committed resources to keep you outside your mission. So when Jesus was dealing with people, he was dealing with them from that perspective. That's why when he came to, De to, uh, to Decapolis, this gentleman, Legion, how many demons? No less than, no less than 2,000 demons. Are you hearing me? No less than what? 2,000 demons. Why did the devil commit so many demons to hold this guy? The guy was a dangerous evangelist. Because when Jesus delivered him, he said, Lord, I want to come with you. He says, no, 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 no. Don't come with me. Go tell your people 
what great things God has done for you. Amen. And the Bible says the gentleman went to begin to preach. Ten, this says Deca, Decapolis. Deck, deck is ten, right? Deck is ten. Polis cities. The guy began to preach the gospel in ten different cities. This guy he was preaching the gospel. In other words, he didn't need Jesus to know the gospel. Amen. Oh. oh, yes. The guy had the gospel in him. All he needed was to be set free from the demons and he sent to preach the gospel. The guy set the whole region on fire. He was preaching in 10 different cities the gospel of Jesus Christ. Am I talking to someone out here? Say yes. Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Say aha. Uh aha. -huh. Uh -huh. This is where we find Mary Magdalene. Let's look at the scripture. Mary Magdalene. Aha. Jesus had cast out seven demons from one woman. Her name was who? Mary, Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. For she was from the village of Magdala. This woman. Among the women were who else? Susanna. And who? And who? Joanna. Joanna. The wife of who? Chusa. Who managed King Herod's household. And what? Many other women who supported. They supported who? Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances also traveled with him. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. He didn't choose the most anointed people. Are you hearing me? He didn't choose the most anointed people to travel with him. He chose people with financial muscles. Oh, yes. Amen. Say, I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be broke. <laughs> hey. You are not hearing me. Oh, yes. Say, kingdom financing. Kingdom financing. He chose people with financial muscles. Because ministry needs to be lifted. Say, I refuse. I refuse. To be a financial weakling. To be a financial weakling. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Someone say, I disconnect. I disconnect. So there's a naive understanding. Oh, no, Jesus was not charging all the gospel. Jesus was reaching from free. The Bible says, freely you have received, freely give. <laughs> Which Bible are they talking about? Yes, Haven't they read in the Bible that I told you Go preach for free. But now, I am telling you, you need to have some few swords. Yes. Some few knives. Take care of knife business using a knife. <laughs> Amen. It's in the Bible. Jesus goes back to what he told them. I said, don't take a wallet. Don't take two cords. Don't take this and this. But now I am telling you, you need a wallet. You need two coats. You need a few, few knives. If someone shows their ugly face, just bring the knife and say, hey, you. I will take care of you. Amen. Someone say, Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. So we see that kingdom financing are we together so far? Oh, yes. Is the responsibility of the beneficiaries of the ministry. Amen. You people here, you are beneficiaries. Oh, yes. Of Streams International. Amen. Because people are, where should I give? Where, if I meet a man of God on the road, can I just give him my money? No. You are not a beneficiary of their ministry. You are a beneficiary of which ministry? This one. 
Oh, yes. Amen. I don't know if they're hearing me. We hear you, Baba. Are you following me? We are following. And the Apostle Paul asks a rhetoric question, which I love. Very good question. Let me show you the question. Verse number 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I haven't forgotten where we are. Give me the TPT. Watch this. Someone say kingdom financing. Kingdom financing. Ah, you see that, that woman called him. Jo is it Joanna? Joanna. The wife of? Chusa. Chusa. And Chusa Herod's what? Other versions say Herod's treasurer. Yes. Other versions say Herod's stewards. But there's one version that says Herod's finance minister. The complete Jewish version of the Bible. Amen. The guy was a finance minister in the government of Herod. Amen. The wife was a born again disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. And she was part of the kingdom finances. So the relationship, the relationship between Jesus and Herod's government was deeper than what you think. Amen. Let's look at this scripture. So if we have sown many spiritual gifts among you, is it too much to expect to reap material gifts from you? Is it too much? No. I have sown incorruptible word in you. Amen. Is it too much if I expect corruptible things from you? Are you getting what I'm saying? If Jesus hadn't delivered Mary Magdalene mm. and expected Mary Magdalene to be part of his ministry, financing the ministry, that was wrong. Yes. But because Mary Magdalene had, had profited from the ministry of Jesus, spiritually being delivered. Yes. That which she could not do herself, Jesus did it for her. She got delivered. Was it wrong for Jesus to say now, lady? No. Finance the ministry. But I know Jesus didn't have to tell her. Yes, amen. Amen. Are you not hearing me? I know Jesus didn't have to ask her to be a kingdom financer. She just decided for herself. I had all this money, but I was being tormented by demons day and night. I had all this money, but I wasn't at peace at all. Now I am now I'm delivered. I am set free. What do I need to do now? She just knew by herself. I must support this ministry so that many people can also be delivered. Many people can also be set free. Many people can hear the gospel. Am I talking to someone right here? Say yes. Yes. You see, most of you have been in church your whole life. Church. Until they almost gave you a nickname called church. <laughs> but you've never been in an environment where the Holy Ghost was moving. You've never been in a place where the Holy Ghost was touching people. You've never been in a place where you saw signs and wonders with your eyes. Miracles with your eyes. Prophecies with your eyes. Am I talking to somebody out here? You've never been in a place where you saw deliverance. People being delivered. People being set free with your own eyes. Oh, amen. A place where your life was changing. Amen. And here you are. Every single day. Every single service day, you see the move of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. You see people being delivered. Oh, yes. You see people being set free. You see signs and wonders and miracles. Oh, yes. Every single service. Ah, what's wrong now with you taking your finances and support the ministry? Amen. Say kingdom financing. Kingdom financing. Are you here? We are here, Papa. 
No, today I will not go deeper than this. Jesus made a statement. He said, the one who has been forgiven much, he loves more. But the one who hasn't been forgiven much, their love is a suspect. Amen. I know who I was before I became born again. Oh, yes. I know what I became after I became born again. Amen. That's why I love Jesus. Amen. I was forgiven much. And that's why I don't hold anything against anybody, no matter how wrong the thing may be that they may do against me. Because I know how much I was personally forgiven by God. Yes, amen. That's why I don't hold any grudge. Imagine if I was holding grudges, the yep, things amen. that I've gone through. Amen. The betrayals that I've gone through. Yes. Imagine if I was holding grudges. I would have been at their level. Amen. I am meant for the top. Oh, yes. I will not allow unforgiveness to hold me down. Amen. Are you hearing me? The more they wrong against me, the more I'm going higher and higher and higher. Someone say higher. Higher. If you, if you try to keep them in jail, by not forgiving them. Do you know what you've done? You have implored yourself. Yes. As a guard. Amen. Guarding the jail. So they don't come out. Yes. So both of you, you amen. are locked. Yes, amen. <laughs> amen. Ah. Hey. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Refuse to function at that low level. Keep moving forward. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. I receive. Mary Magdalene. Can I show you something? Oh, yes. The devil had to use seven demons to make her miss her purpose in life. Amen. Her purpose was kingdom financer. She was born to be a kingdom financer. And the devil had done his, his mathematics. Jesus' ministry would struggle without this one. Yes, amen. Let's hold her down with seven demons. Now Jesus, being a businessman, looked at her, did the mathematics. How much you come to the ministry in one year? Not this one. You see, if you are a kingdom financer, if you are a kingdom financer, can I go a level deeper? Go deeper. There is a special favor that God puts upon your life. Oh, yes. You don't know what I'm talking about. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. You don't know what I'm talking about. Go ask Cornelius. Go ask Cornelius. He was a Roman, a Roman soldier. He wasn't even a Jew. Amen. Not even born again. The guy was a giver. God had to dispatch an angel to his house. The angel said, hey, Cornelius, your giving has come up as a memorial before God. Mm, amen. So God does not care whether a person is born again or born again. When the person is a giver. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Say hey! Hey! Can I go one level deeper? Go deeper. What about Dorcas? Dorcas. She was a giver. And she died. People went now, God, we respect your will. But not on this one. 
We know you are a sovereign God. You can do whatever you want. But not on this one. And the Bible says they sent a message to Peter. Quickly come here. Peter came. He wasn't, come, he wasn't coming to raise anyone from the dead. Believe you me. Say, uh oh. Uh oh. He was just coming. Now, when he came, he was confronted by the things that Dorcas was doing. Huh. The Bible says Peter sent everyone out, knelt down, began to negotiate with heaven. It's in your Bible. He had to negotiate. He didn't just walk there. Hey, me, I'm an apostle. Hey, you, Dorcas, rise up and walk. No. <laughs> no doubt. Began a negotiation with heaven. Said, God, hmm, this woman, she was a giver. She was a kingdom financer. Can you please send her back here? She's like, no, me, I don't want to go home. Hey, me, Jesus, you know, I love you. I don't want to go back there. Peter said, no, 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 please. Chase her, chase her now. Kick her out of heaven right now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> she came back kicking and screaming. <laughs> Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey. Hey. Say prophetic revelation. Prophetic revelation. Peter, Peter, I'm talking about Peter, had to hold her by the hand and pull her, hey, get, get out of that bed, go, go. She wasn't in the mood of coming back. You know, if she needed to, if she was happy to come back, she would have jumped, hey, I'm back alive, hey, thank you, Peter, and then ran to see people. No, she sat on the bed, said, hey, Peter, what did you do? Read your Bible. Peter had to hold her by the hand and pull her out of the bed. To present her to the people. <laughs> Say neighbor. Neighbor. I am a kingdom financer. I am a kingdom financer. Say the favor of God. The favor of God. Is upon my life. Is upon my life. Are you hearing me somebody? Oh yes. Say yes. Yes. Say as long as I am here. As long as I am here. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Will be well financed. Will be well financed. Rise up on your feet because of time. Say, I was born. I was born to be a kingdom financer. To be a kingdom financer. It is my responsibility. It is my responsibility to finance. To finance streams international. Streams international. Under my watch. Under my watch. Streams international. Streams international. We will never lack finances. We will never lack finances. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me Acts chapter nine, thirty-six to forty-three. Acts 9.36 to 43. Oh, yes. Let's say together. One, two, three, go. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms, alms deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made. While she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa 
that many believed in the Lord. And it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a tanner. I told you that when Peter was coming there, he didn't know that there was a dead body to be raised. They just told him, don't delay. Come! <laughs> and when he came, they put him to the upper room. <laughs> Peter. What? <laughs> the Bible says he knelt down. Yes. Began to negotiate Amen. with heaven to send her back. I want to show you a dimension with your financing. That when you give, your finances speak for you before God. Amen. Are you hearing me? What you give speaks for you. It is an order. But that's for another day. Amen. I didn't touch on that today, but that's for another day. But we can, I want us to pray about it. Yes. That what spoke for this woman, it wasn't her. It was the works that she did. Yes. And sure enough, sure enough, heaven responded. Amen. I told you that when she came, when she woke up, looked at Peter. Man, what did you do? Why did you bring me back to life? <laughs> Jesus, Peter had to hold her by the hand and presented that. There's no celebration. No, no nothing. Yes. There's have said that the woman was so happy to come back to life. No. Like Peter. Why, Peter, why? Yes. Amen. Her works didn't allow her to check out Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. Every giving I do. Every giving I do. Let it speak on my behalf. Let it speak on my behalf. Let it be a memorial. Let it be a memorial. Before you, O oh God. Before you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let everyone connected to me. Let everyone connected to me. Receive favor. Receive favor. Because of my giving. Because of my giving. Let my family. Let my family receive favor. Receive favor. Because of my giving. Because of my giving. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.